...woke up in the morning by a kind of ant, a worthless lump. He stood in front of the wheezing refrigerator, gnawing at what came to hand. He poured cold coffee into his worthless lump of a stomach and took his worthless lump of a body to school, passing on his stairway and in doorways the lumps of other humans who had come to rest thus. Later, his cold and empty stomach would remind him of what his nearsighted eyes could barely see on the classroom clock, lunchtime. When the bell declared this true, a variety of scraps, having nothing to do with each other or with any organized meal, would be fished from Slake's pocket and called lunch. But sometimes, late and without even his coffee, Slake would arrive at school at or after the last bell. He would fall into his seat and receive the teacher's scolding through the blood pounding in his ears. And once, Slake's luck, he arrived in this condition on a day when it was his turn to hold the flag. Class, stand. Aramis. Gasping, coughing, cold in belly, cold in hand and foot, Slake stood in front of the class and held the flag, the muscles behind his knees twitching. I pledge allegiance, more or less in unison, except for Slake. The teacher held up a hand, shaking with annoyance. Just because you are holding the flag, Mr. Slake, you are not excused from reciting Begin Again. I pledge allegiance to the flag, the United of... Slake's voice faded. The Republic for which... And Slake's knees unhinged as he let the flag slip from his fingers and he hit the floor before it did. In the place he called his home, overlooking the elevated subway tracks, Slake slept on a cot in the kitchen... And there he had a dream so frequent and so familiar that it became as much a part of waking as of sleeping. Just before he awoke, it seemed, Slake would dream that a bird had come to the sooty window, open just enough to keep him from asphyxiating. That it had come to the sill and perched there, perilously, near the inner edge, so that it might, at any moment, fall or fly into the room. In his fear that this small creature of the air might blunder into this hostile place, Slake would open his mouth to cry out. As he did so, the bird would lean forward and land in Slake's mouth. Then Slake swallowed it. Slake would awake, gagging. The first feeling of the bird choking him would give way to the wide-awake feeling of the bird pecking at his ribs. Often, when he awoke, he could hear it cry. In all this hostile world, was there no one for Slake? For some time there was one, Joseph. Because of some situation in his head, Joseph wore a perpetual smile and a perpetually blank look. Joseph did not read, nor even speak much, but around Joseph there was an area of calm, and Slake sought him out. They would stand silently together on a corner, and Joseph would occasionally give Slake a tap on the back. Joseph and Slake often took long walks together up and down and around the streets of their neighborhood, past boarded-up buildings, vacant lots full of junk, scrawled walls which announced names, called obscenities. They wandered through crowds, not seeing them. In good weather, people and animals leaned out of windows to watch the life below. On hot days, the hydrants poured water on screaming children and set the garbage afloat. Ambulances and police cars screeched by. Wash hung limply on fire escapes. Old men picked through junk piles. On a large boulevard about ten blocks from Slake Street, there were some old row houses which had small front yards. These houses had large stoops, almost porches. 
On one of these was a bench that fascinated Slake, and he often walked the distance just to see it. It was made from the headstone of a grave, balanced on two footstones. What do you think, Joseph? They steal it off a grave? Joseph did not answer, but Slake did not wait for Joseph to answer questions. Or maybe the guy in the house has this stone already for himself. Slake liked that version. The owner sitting on the headstone now to take his ease in the sunny afternoon, and later, lying under it. Forever. It had been nice to walk with Joseph. Why, Slake wondered, did the boys not harass Joseph? The answer could be one that Slake only sensed, but did not really know. That Joseph was mystical. Peace in war. Happiness in misery. Sun in rain. Over the summer vacation, a truck hit Joseph. There was no one for Slake. So, the day of the...